podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Anfield Index and the Pressure podcast. My name's Dan Kennett, and with me to celebrate yet another win, seven league wins in a row, I've got the full crew. I've got my namesake, Mr. Daniel Rhodes, fresh from doing the um, what must have been a very fun pressing collection against Leicester, Rosie. It was a fun pressing collection, possibly not as much fun as the Eurovision, Dan. <laughs> yes, I went to Eurovision, got lucky enough to get a ticket for the grand final Saturday night, and that was a pretty incredible experience, I have to say. And I heard today that Ragnar Klavan was the uh, Estonian representative doing the points. <laughs> <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Was he really? Estonian footballer of the year. Wow. <laughs> wow. I did not I did not spot Ragnar Klavan, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. That was it. Was pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. Um, have, have you seen? Have you seen the second Kingsman movie? Has anybody, uh, any of you boys, seen the second Kingsman movie oh. with Samuel L. Jackson? No, no. Well, he tries to take over the world by kind of spoiler alert. Tries to take over the world by some kind of um, mobile phone brain control thing, and it was a little bit like that with Eurovision, except they gave, they gave everybody these uh, Bluetooth, uh, big Bluetooth wristbands. Um, wow. And um, you, you, meant, you ask, continue as to hold people, hold your arm up. And what they would do is there'd be some central, it was Bluetooth activated and some kind of central hub somewhere. They just, they just make it flash and different colors and different speeds and like, you know, like your Christmas lights basically in your house and all that kind of stuff. But they would do it from the central to everybody in the, sta- in the state, in the stadium, just for the audience interaction and the, um, and the, the general atmosphere and stuff. So it's just, just the level of planning they did was just unreal. That was like a highly technical event from what we were discussing before. Yeah. Very technical, very technical. I mean, the music, you can take it or leave it, really, but you got, I, got, I got a lot of respect now for the organisers and the planners do that shit. I mean, yeah, really, really good. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've got the Dynamic Sports Science duo um, broadcasting live from the City of Lights, the City of Love. He's in Paris, this time for the Women's Professional Tennis Tour. It's it's Mr. Simon Brundish. Evening, boys. How's how's Paris, mate? Pretty. Aye. And how's the tennis? Uh, who like tennis is boring, man. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Is it just is it is it, is it just getting him to run lots and lots and lots? Kind, not really. This is, this is just to go through mobility and do some jumping and stuff and make them feel like they're lifting a weight occasionally. <laughs> just love it. He's so blasé about being involved with pro athletes. Yeah. <laughs> and we have Dr. Phil Barter broadcasting live from his ivory tower somewhere in uh, deepest, darkest London. Evening, Phil. 
Evening, mate. You all right? <laughs> Good, mate. <laughs> just chuckling at the size. Uh, it's just so cool. Thoughts on tennis? It's shit. <laughs> uh, it's just he, he gets because yeah, he, he, as long as it pays the bills, I think that's uh, yeah, and he doesn't really that's fair. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> yes. Right. Anyway, we are here to talk about uh, Leicester, uh, Leicester nil, Liverpool three, um, and what a fun game this was. Um, so before. Um, before we go into the normal pod, let me, let's do the normal sequence. Uh, Sai, um, those lineups. Um, you think um, you think there's a first team emerging? A first time. I do. I, I do think there's a first team emerging. Whenever we've got a free week, that like previously when we um, in previous seasons at our best, free week would would um, involve playing your best available players. Um, and so there's no other reason why, apart from Thiago's injury, why this isn't the starting team. Um, and this seems to be even three games he's picked Thiago. Thiago was on the bench while these started. So um, it, it feels like that this is it. Whether whether this is the conclusion or this is um, the best we've got now to, and the, the idea is to rehearse this thing, this new thing we're doing. So we might as well do it with the fewest number of people possible to get the most reps within those players. I don't know. I like it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so with that, if there's a first team emerging, um, we're unchanged pretty much. Yeah. We just, we just go in again in the, in, in the, um, in the WM. Love the WM, don't they? It's, it's, it seems to be an emergent thing that's uh, that's that's uh, around uh, around f- uh, football. But we did have we had a uh, two changes. Yep. Yeah. From the uh, game. Yeah, but but that was multiple game week, uh, games in a week. Then so so we've had nine nine days between games, didn't we? Yes. Um. Yes, the full full recovery and pick your best available players to go to go again. So um I think can we all agree that that Canate has now taken over the the full center the centre back role? Um the, I I'd even go saying this is the first time the clock where he has got a first choice centre back partnership. Well, yeah. I think you I think you said uh, after the on the Arsenal game when we first talked about the system that he's, you know, he's the most logical choice to play that role. He's the best equipped in the squad to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you should theoretically think that that uh, Gomez should be good at doing it as well, given that he's played both right mm. back and centre back. But he I does can't. definitely seem to favour this partnership, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm so surprised Gomez hasn't had a chance at left back, the left side, because um, left back. And left centre half. Maybe, but I I think um, that Robbo is doing specific things, uh, and that Gomez can't do the things that Robbo is doing. Like he's it, he's doing key things in how we build. Um, yeah. I think both the fullbacks' roles changed. We did we did talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we, we did. We not did. in depth. The the a little bit of switching. So how if how you define the profiles of Trent and Robbo as, as fullbacks up until six weeks ago would be one would, would the highest number of um, the highest volume of possessive of progressive meters would be in passing. 
And the other one's highest number of progressive meters would be within carrying the ball. Yeah. They're switching. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's quite significant in a quite a significant ratio um, switch. And and no one's really caught on to it. No, I think you're right, Si. I think it's also... We're used to it. There was a slight element of sometimes picking the defence, like pick your tools for the right oppo, if that makes sense. And maybe there's a argument that Costas isn't the better alter, isn't an alternative to Robo in this. I don't know. It's just up and down. But I think you're right. Your original question has Canate or Darfs. Is this the setup? Yeah, it is. I think it is. He picks so, these two in about what now. Well, Klopp uh, said pretty much in the on. Um, yeah. Monday night football but um this is the system's here to stay. This is the preparation now for next season. Yeah. Um so with the Bayern next season, say, um Ibu Kanate has never that managed huge amounts of minutes in his career, especially without getting uh, some kind of major injury. How do you see Ibu next year? Because he'll I mean, what's he on for now? Is he on for maybe two K minutes this season? Um I could tell you in a second. Uh, I'm just not on that that sheet. Um, and iPads make it harder. Uh, he is currently on two thousand three hundred. No, two thousand six hundred minutes. He's on for two thousand six hundred. Including France. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. No, but you always uh, say uh, minutes don't care what jersey you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, and his uh, his average, his three year average, is two thousand one. Yeah. So he's he's above average significantly as well. If you remember the twenty five, uh, you shouldn't in, uh, increase more than twenty five percent year on year for under twenty threes. Yeah, like he's right on that pre- precipice anyway. Yeah, but so at the moment we're pretty much playing one game a week, um, and you know he's he's playing most of the time. But you know, come next season we're going into a probably you know we might go on into a 58-60 game season that you know there's down to have to be other other pieces in the squad who can who can do that role to an adi- adequate degree isn't there yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure that's the same for both centre-halves half, isn't it yeah for sure but for, yeah well, all but, the three centre-halves which we basically play right now yeah yeah are you that person who has everything the coolest merch and those must-have fan threads well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah. So just, just, to, just to expand on that point that I made, that Robbo has gone from uh, 4.3 uh, progr- progressive metres per touch to 11.7. And... Um, his his progressive passing has gone up twenty eight percent. Wow! Uh, at the same time, as Trent has come down uh, a similar ratio from seven point three me- uh, meters per pass down to five point six meters per pass. Mm. So he's getting obviously he's getting higher up the pitch, but he's still 
like controlling possession and tempo rather than always going for the the um mm. the kill and that shows up for the pair of them in their um uh passing success the um trent's passing success under the new system is 80% and um and it was down, it was it was 58% before and um and robos is uh, is was 58% is down to is up at 83 as well so like the pair of them hold the whole possession better but one of them's now um making more progress than they used to, and one of them is carrying the ball a lot more than they used to. What's 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 Robbo's um, carrying and dribbles? Because I, to me, that's one of the key reasons of why Gomez might struggle there. Because I, I noticed doing the person that Robbo was going past people and going past them on the outside when he had the chance. Which what, I don't know if it's going to be as frequent, but but doing that on the outside of one of their players, if he's putting pressure on Robbo, I don't think Gomez could go on the outside of someone. On his left side, yeah. Mm. I think you're like, right. It's, yeah, more like this quite inside. Um, yeah, probably. Um, I, I think it's more to do with rather than beating a man because you generally, largely don't want your one of your three defenders. Oh to, yeah, to, I agree. Dribbling yeah. past, but but from a carrying perspective, um, that now Trent uh, Trent is a little Trent carries sixty three percent of his touches. And he and he used to carry thirty percent of his touches, and uh, Robbo's is is much closer. So uh, Robbo's is fifty five, fifty seven. Last season it was fifty five. Yeah, last season he was that more attacking fullback, wasn't it? So you 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 might expect that, but but for it to be still similar, I just yeah. doing it in this game, especially when they were putting pressure on him. It kind of it kind of looked to. Uh, Play that cut inside pass back to Van Dijk or Fab, but then and then but then flick it on the outside with his left foot like he does, and then just go past the player and give us to take a man out of the game and give us some space. Yeah, um, really he, noticed he it in many of the other face, games, didn't he? Yeah, in this one particularly, I, I haven't looked, and I think it might be something to look at is um, because uh, FB ref do it is um, receiving. Um, progressive receptions because Robbo used to be really high and get the ball as passed to him high and now he's getting the ball really deep and helping to progress the ball high so progressive passes received received. yeah yes in the radar I've got later on he's he's received since the change to WM he's receiving less progressive passes which makes sense because he's you know progressive passes you really have to be yeah. You can't have a progressive pass and, until the halfway line, I don't think. Is that right? Yeah, and, ten, yes, and it has to travel for 10 metres. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously Trent is receiving less as well because he's he's more in, he's over the halfway line all the time. Yeah. 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 And okay. he's, he, but Trent's getting the ball laid back to him more than he did yeah. before. Yeah. 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 Um, quick word on Leicester, the Brendanless Leicester um, bots. Um, how, did they, um, how did Dean Smith set them up in this one compared to what they've been doing? Um, so they made a change at centre half. They brought the experience, I say, with the inverted commas. Um, <laughs> Johnny Evans, Johnny Evans coming in, um, and Pereira came in at um, fullback. I can't remember fullback it was, but he came in. Yeah, and Nindidi came in at centre mid, and then they pushed Madison up to one of the wide areas of the three, or he kind of floated 
kind of floated a bit, came in, you know, off the wing a bit, and Pratt dropped out. So, yeah, I think he tried to have two deliberate sitters in front of a four yeah. um, and allow Madison a bit of space to, although he off the ball, he was given a, a wide area, but on it, he was very much just go and try and influence the game as best we can. And Vardy was just last man, on the last man all the time. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how he set them up. Was it effective as we come on to? Um, yeah, early part of the game, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, their collapse this season has been it's pretty, 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 pretty spectacular, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the quality of play, I mean, they've still got... Yeah. I, think, I don't think they're quality... I think they've got... Is it, who's the lad on the wing? Is it um, Barnes on, on one wing? Yeah. Yeah, they've got some good players in there, so... Their, their fans think Telemans down tools... Because um, he's leaving, right? He's captain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I mean... <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. What, game. I don't like, really uh, take take much notice of Leicester because of the uh, political stuff with them and the rest of it. But I just think from the outset looking in, that that doesn't look like an 18th place side. No, on paper. No, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Pereira is a good player. Castani is a good a good fullback yeah. too. You know. So. And as much as I did, yeah, Evans is still a, a fairly all right Premier League centre half. Yeah, Suche was was a decent centre half for two That's seasons. Was a good. Yeah, Barnes, Madison, Vardy does what he does, and they've got some good players going off the bench. So, and then Diddy is still a half decent six, isn't he? So, huge underachievement, isn't it, Phil? Pardon? Huge underachievement for the yeah, players. exactly. So, I think there's there's something gone on there, particularly, but it looks like it's, it's coming back. It's coming to haunt them. Who, who was the who was the dated lad um, we used to work uh, get to chat to on? Um, he was in the AI community, Mladen. Rosie Maladon, do you remember? And then he got kind of when Brendan brought his people and he got squeezed yes. out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. But typically, yeah, but yes, definitely. I mean, about four or five years ago, Leicester went through a golden period of recruitment, didn't yeah. they? You know, for like, a bit like us. Yeah, like a two year period of really, really, really top recruitment. Yeah. And then but, yeah. got rid of the whole background too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brendan. Brendan's going to Brendan. He is. He's going to do what he does. Yeah. Right, anyway, that's enough press. Uh, but I don't think a single Liverpool fan anywhere in the world will be mourning uh, if Leicester get relegated because their fans are genuinely awful. Anyway, yeah. but that is, this is a stat show, so we're going to keep <laughs> But Rosie, you are going to give us that possibly quite glorious match summary. Well, it's, it's, an, it's another one where we, um, after so many of this season of being um, defensively abysmal, particularly away from home, averaging nearly four big chances conceded on our travels, um, worse than most relegated sides in the history of the Premier League where the data has <laughs> been available. Um, we only conceded one in the one big chance conceded. That was in the 11th minute, uh, saved at the near post by Alison. Yep, that was the Vardy from the angle, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You made an interesting observation about um, Alison's um, post-shot XG stats because they only had four shots, but all four of them were on target, particularly one from Barnes outside the box that was curling in the top corner. Mm. Alison tipped around the post. Um, and obviously, 1.3 post-shot. Yeah, Just, exactly. We're almost without noticing that. One non-penalty XG. Yeah, that's um, some of a performance, and that's some good shooting as well. From yeah, well, like the yeah. Barnes one was a case in point of a good, a good, you know, a good place yeah. shot, isn't it? Well placed shot, which needed a really good save. Um, but uh, plus fourteen um, shots is our best away from on this season. Um, Twelve shots in the box to three. 
38 penalty box touches to their six. Um, wow, that's that's um, that's a shellacking. It's just it's just a controlling of the the boxes, isn't it? Um, it? We had set piece in this game, but not much came from it as we all open play goals. Um, but, oh no, it's obviously the Trent one. Um, but from that before that free kick was won, I think that came from a press and an open play counter attack that led to it. Um, the XG, non-penalty XG, was 1.91 to 0.51. I think that's our fourth in five games where we've conceded less than one. Um, you should have double-checked that, but I think it is. Um, this, the Spurs one was our worst recently. Um, but yeah, I think it was. We've had um, not point. Oh, come on, spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Typical. Yeah, we've had yeah point. So it was point point nine one at Forest, point eight six at West Ham, point seven eight at Fulham, point two at Brentford, and point five one. So five out of six games, um, we've conceded fewer than one xG. It's just league winning standard close to, and yeah, it was it was superb. Opta had us the highest at two point one five, um, with not point four one conceded. Info goal, interestingly, haven't got the stats on the website. Um, which is one of the first times that's happened. Um, I'm also noticing that 538's attacking numbers have decreased significantly in the last two or three months, so that's something to investigate. They're, they always seem to be the lowest one now. Model all... change, maybe? Have they, um, have maybe. they published anything, though, have they? I, I haven't seen anything, but they, keep, um, but they keep being the lowest in the attacking, and they used to be, like, outlier standard high. Um, but, yeah, it's... I think the, the difference is, the difference is, if you look at understat, the Gakpo um, big chance was from our um, press after the second goal from the kickoff. On understat, it was given at 0.11, and then on Opto, it was given at 0.40, so a 40% chance, which is quite the difference. Um, a 0.29 difference in it. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure it's 0.4. But it's definitely not a point. It's not in. It's not an eleven percent chance. So, he, mm. so something between that, something about twenty five percent. Anyway, he should have left it for Jones to score the quickest hat trick in Premier League history. Um, it, would, <laughs> it, just, would it? Would it have been quicker than Robbie Fowler? Yeah, I think so. It'd yeah. have been. What, what? What? What is the quickest again? Well, Madden, isn't it Sadio Mane? Sadio Mane of Southampton. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Mane at Southampton. It'd have been about four and a half minutes. That would have been. Looking at the clock, so someone yeah. wants to Google that quickly. Yeah. Well, Fowler um, was four minutes and something about four minutes ten something like that against in Arsenal, Arsenal back yeah. in the day in the early nineties, wasn't he? Maybe there you go. But yes, um, as we'll come on to later, since the change in formation, our our big chance created conceded is hugely improved. Three forty two. Three forty two. That's a hat trick. Yeah, that would have been Jones's hat trick. Oh right, and, and and what's the current record? Do you know. Two minutes uh, fifty six. Two minutes fifty six. All right. Southampton. Yeah, Southampton versus Aston Villa in two thousand and fifteen by Sadio Mane. Yeah. Wow. So it wouldn't have beat it, but anyway, it'd have been fun. No. Just take a moment to 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 digest how stupid they must have been to concede three goals in two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's a little bit like let's do this game. But I think we had a bit more. I, I can't even remember the hat trick of Mane. That was that was a bit of side that went down. 
this one would have been incredible, um, mm. particularly for a midfielder. So yeah, the the, the match summary is good. The the stats as we'll come on to under our change of formation as a team are excellent. And um, to only concede one big chance, and had it gone in, you know, in, early in the season we were conceding virtually every mm. chance early in the game, and that's a big game state issue when you're nil nil. And we Vardy scored more goals against um, Klopp's Liverpool than anyone else with ten. Yeah. Uh, so had he scored that one, and we'd have gone one nil down. You never know. But I think you know, obviously, once we scored two in quick succession, it was game over. And doing the pressing. There was lots of intense pressing when they had the ball, and they do like to pass it a bit. We also controlled possession really well, and, mm. and in terms of controlling possession, this was more our league winning season. Whereas we've been a bit rushed and ridiculous sometimes with the ball um, yeah. this season, and done even when we've gone ahead, we've done everything. To not control games, we've made. Yeah, this is true. Actually, made yeah. mistakes, stupid passes. <clears throat> not, you know, not having treating the ball like a hot potato. Yeah, yeah some players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've all we've all we've all had kittens after a half time when we've had ten minutes where they've scored or we just keep conceding. So yeah, this this was um, this was impressive in terms of control and defensive. I would say. Excellent, Moji. Thank you very much for that. So i got a question, a quick question to everybody. Um, so lots of talk about, to say, before the match, um, um, Klopp saying he's going to stick with the system into next year. He's going to be using it. He's using this as, as the, as the, it's almost like as the pre-season to next season. Um, but at the same time, in the week, I think it was in the main press conference, he also said that system uh, originated uh, just as preparation for the Arsenal match. It was done as a specific uh, counter to Arsenal with the 3-2 and the build-up in the 3-2 to, to almost like match Arsenal's Arsenal's shape. So my question, guys, is should we be should we be concerned that um, it kind of just happened by accident? We did it for one game and then it stuck? Or should we just be happy that we're playing well again? What, what, what's, what's your views on this, Bart? Do you want to go first? I think it's some of the best things do come about by by accident. I think my only issue with that, I think I said to you in a group, is that if it's not fully thought out, my problem is when you come up against a team that might outthink that, we haven't got an alternative because we haven't developed that tactical toolkit like we used to have in the you know at yeah. eighteen to twenty. We used to if something didn't work, we had another little tactic to go and do it again. Yeah. So that's my only worry of it being off not quite off the fly and we've clearly developed it over this this run but is if have we got I hate using the phrase but have we got a plan B and C so that if that doesn't work anymore can we deal with it it seems like we've gone back to honing parts of our game like the set pieces are now a, a serious weapon from us defensively and offensively so the signs are there it just I'd like us to go back to being not one. I have a main tactic, but be able to to beat you in several different ways because that's yeah, the Swiss the Army knife. The Swiss Army knife. That's my only concern with it being apparently flippant. Like, oh yeah, we just did it in a, in a couple of training sessions, and now we're stuck with it. So yeah, it's just the long term plan. If we can long term plan from this point now, fine. You know, sometimes as I said, things things come about through luck, and you you find a way, and you get results, you get success, and you carry on. But it's now. Can we build on that and can we turn it into a Swiss Army knife? 
Yeah. Sorry, same question to you, mate. Hi. Would we be having this question if he'd moved to a traditional three at the back, three five two, or if he'd moved to a, a four two three one? Like, would it feel like such a big deal, or is or does it feel like a big deal because it feels like a more sophisticated system? Um. That's a good question in return. You answer my question with a question. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, I would say that um, I think the most important thing for me is that um, right from game one, in our Arsenal game, um, Trenton's made it pretty damn clear that he's got no intention of going back into the fullback position. And he's basically forced the issue now by we're, we're not going to go back because he's been so, he's been basically the best player in the league. So, if we'd got Trent into this position by any other means in any other system, three, five, three, four, two, three, one, it, you know, it, again, it, the question would be the same. You fundamentally move Trent from one position on the pitch to another position on the pitch and transform the performance of the team. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my addition would be, we were banging the drum about the involvement of Trent and Salah for so long. And, to, to whatever system it was that got those two on the ball more often, that got that got passes into Salah, that got Salah more touches, that Salah more touches in the box, whatever system that was that worked when we had possession, that's what we needed to do. Because in the previous, before this change, and I agree with you, Dan, on the group, it, well, it's, not, it's, it's clearly not a detailed tactical strategy. It was just a tactical plan for one game that was so good in that second half that they carried on. And my only concern would be against, it seems to be working against different style of opponents, but we know that things teams will figure it out. So we do need to have something in reserve, like Phil touched on, where we can still get these two to, to, on the ball more, involved in our possession build-up, involved in our attacks more, because that's when we're at our best. Now, I do think we're redeveloping the Swiss Army knife kind of thing in terms mm. of our um, threat in both boxes. Canate and Van Dijk, since in the last six games, are averaging 84 and 80% aerial dual success rate. That was the Brentford game as a key example. So that was a team that was had a different style against us, had a fucking load of free kicks, uh, an outlier amount of free kicks considering the amount of ball they had, and we dealt with that. But that's it's, that's not tactical. That's or is it? Is it a tactical structure to deal with the set pieces? But we just had that dominancy in both boxes, which you spoke about, Dan. So we seem to have that at the moment, dominant in both boxes. But we also have the build up in the possession, which is a formation related, and then we've got the cover when we lose the ball, so we're not conceding the big chances now, which we used to do all the time. So in transition. We're not considering the big chances. The, the, the pressing, the efficiency is there. So the system is working to feed the pressing, feed the gig and pressing again. Mm, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. So so, it, so, it's all so developing, I, but it does look a bit, it does look a bit, um, what was your phrase, say? Throw some shit against the wall. Tip on sticks. Yeah. Did we answer your question, Sai? Well, um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I, my, my feeling is that it's much more cook, cookie cutter than 
in modern football than we would believe, like than perceive wisdom, because it's not a traditional four four two or or this is a specific long ball. But like we aren't really doing much different to City or uh, from a structure perspective from City or from Arsenal. No, or Brighton. No, or Brighton. Or, or Brighton. Um, yeah, the, or Napoli are doing a similar thing. Like yeah. lots of them play a yeah. similar way. Yeah. It's just that we now have done it, and we've. I think the difference is the position of Robbo and the position of the right side of eight, and how Gakpo is playing, which enables. So basically, Trent goes in earlier than he because he tried. We tried this at the beginning of the season when we were complaining about it. Yeah. Yeah. Trent goes in earlier, Hendo goes higher earlier, and so does the, uh, the so does the left eight, and Robbo drop uh, cuts over earlier, right? And that it leads as soon as Trent goes in, their left winger has to go in with him rather than dropping back to double bank Mo. So Mo is left one on one, or yeah. uh, he's got the the um, right sided six, their left sided six to come over which leaves a bigger gap for Hendo to run through or for Gakpo to be up to occupy by. So it creates a mistake from their, from their defence. So what it's doing is it's creating a, um, an offensive overload from our perspective in favour of Salah and Trent. Yeah. yeah. And we weren't doing that before. So the, they, they were still having time to double bank um, Trent and ju- double bank Mo, and the 10 was just picking up whoever... Uh, midfield because we're playing through deliberately through Trent now and instead of the way we were doing it earlier in the season he was just becoming an extra midfielder that's not that's and he was backing play up that's not what we're doing um, so I'm not sure it's that much different to how Arsenal use Zinchenko um, but it actually suits the lads we've got on the pitch rather than the thing that we've been trying to do all season that's why and, and as soon as you get a little bit of success there's much more buy-in then, yeah, yeah. then, then the lads. There's maybe a millisecond more in, uh, of a, a quicker reaction, so that they'll jump and head a ball better than they were doing six weeks ago because stuff's going their way and there's something to hold on to. You've got something to engage with, haven't you? You've got something. Yeah. You know, we're on whatever run. I'll tell you what'd be interesting to see because we have said this before. We're on the second easiest run of games in the league per opposition, so it'd be really interesting to see. If we carry on doing this mode, which seems like we are, when we play City, when we play Brighton, when we play Arsenal again, that yeah, would be really the same thing. It's at the same time, uh, Bart. You, you know, beat the Dross win the league. I mean, by you the end of the season. You've got to be better against the top teams earlier in the you've season. Yeah. You've got to beat the top teams as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But absolutely. But but by the end of the season, we'll have played a quarter. Of a, we'll have played over a quarter of a league season. In the, in the yeah, yeah, no, no, Duff, you, you know I like the system. I'm just saying, to w- if we want to get back to win the league again, this has got to work against the best and not just the dross. And I do wonder <laughs> yes. if you gamble, as in if an opposition are brave enough to put two wingers in the space where Trent and Robbo would be and just leave them there onside because they'll be level with uh, Van Dijk and Conate and just gamble that they can defend with the rest of the side and play that ball into there. I do wonder how we deal with that. We had eight big chances against Arsenal, didn't we? Yeah. So it, it, it worked overwhelmingly there. And then, for me, the balance is... Better um, now. Miles better now. The table you posted, Dan, we've got a plus 21 big chance difference. Mm. Uh, 
we've, we've created nine more big chances than City in this period. Um, yeah, we've still conceded 13, which is probably too many, and City have only conceded seven. But it's plus 21. What is it? Seven games? Plus 21 over seven games. It's, it's, it's three three big chance difference a game. That's, yeah. that's that is, we've got If we're positioning well, we've got five against five uh, and a goalkeeper yeah. if we lose possession, right? Oh, high up the pitch. And, and early in the season, that, that's more. That's more men than we had early in the season in those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah, just getting yeah. caught in between two two spaces now. And now every because everybody's doing the right, doing the thing together. It's it's, a, it's just that. It's just the. It's now we've got collective. I think it's great, uh, and and it's with purpose. Um, our defending is of a higher caliber than the offensive play, the possession based play of nearly every defensive unit in the league yeah that's what we're doing so we're just defending high instead of instead of allowing the opposition possession and for their attacking play to challenge our defensive play what we're doing in the defensive third what we're doing is our attackers defend better than your defenders attack yeah yeah and and we're seeing this with what you said with the base of five and the build-up there the better defensive shape but the distance from front to back is, is 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 of is a good is is a good distance. It's quite it's fairly compressed, and it's enabled us the platform to re to to reintroduce gegenpressing pressing and real intense pressing on, you know, on their players who have ball and you know along in their sort of you know once you get the other side of the center, once you get the other side of the um yeah other side of the center circle side. Yeah. So there's yeah. it, it, so many there's so many knock on benefits of it. But also, do you remember what we, we talked to like 17, 18 to 21, whatever, that man to man, our 11 players, yeah. yes. you're going to back individually them physically over the 11 players we're playing against. There might yes. be one yeah. or two standouts, but we're pretty much going to physically dominate you. Yes. And we'd lost that. And now we've got like, there aren't many bigger, faster um, uh, eights than... Um, than Hendo and CJ, despite them being, you know, like white English lads who you don't, that's not what you perceive, but the data shows that they are. Mm. And they they have insane work rates, one particularly more than another, but they're still huge, big, for, for centre midfielders, they're big, tall and fast lads. And then you've got a uh, six foot uh, fab, then you've got a front line of the, the uh, insane uh, speed and pressing of Mo. Uh, alongside of the just rabid nature of Diaz and another six foot three fast lad who presses like a machine. And then yeah. like Trent is a big, tall, fast lad too. Yeah. And, and then you've got the greatest big, tall, fast lad of them all called Canate. Yeah. yeah. What also in this game, did anyone notice how many times was Alison sweeping really well? Yeah, really yeah, high, wasn't it? Yeah. Really high. And how yeah. many times have we played Leicester away and they've scored goals on the counter for, for our transition? Hmm. Alisson was coming out of his box so many times. Yeah. Wasn't it like something like the 29th sweeping action um, recorded of the season, uh, high sweeping action, and that's the most in the league by eight? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, just a, just a little note on Arsenal's bottle job. They've conceded twenty five big chances, which is joint most in the league in the period that we're measuring the last seven games. So, Oops. do you know, you know our seven game run of seven game seven wins in a row, which which is really weird. If people if people had the context of up till two thousand sixteen, 
Like the rarity of that. Yes. That was absurd. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. is the sixth time Liverpool's done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like most most seasons now for us end in this kind of run, don't they? Like the, yeah. the top, they always end six, six game run for us. We've had we've had eleven six game winning streaks. Yeah. On the clock, yeah. uh, pretty sure and that this, Andrew, is a, this is a seventh seven game winning streak. Pretty sure that Andrew Beasley posted that this is the fourth longest winning streak in Europe this season. Anyway, yeah, joint fourth longest winning streak. City, anyway, sense. City are on one at the moment. Yeah, aren't they? no, because they, 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 they no, because they, they they lost they drew with Madrid. That broke it. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 all comps. Oh, I was talking about league. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, but anyway, seven games, seven win, yeah. So, but yeah, when we get when we when when we get hot, sorry, si, we get hot, and then we become the, the red juggernauts again. I, do you know what I was going to use? I, I know most people don't don't uh, follow these things, but I know you guys do. Uh, baseball, Tampa Bay, are a very good team, um, but this season they started off uh, the first uh, the first thirty six games. They had the easiest schedule. Um, of any team in the last 10 years over that period of time. And they absolutely mullered the opposition. And they, they've, so now their hitters are overperforming at a rate, a rate never seen before. They've got five of the, the best six hitters in the, in, uh, in baseball, which is absurd because they're not even famous. They're not even particularly good. One of them is, but that they, they got on a roll. They beat the dross. They got now they're suddenly full of confidence, and that's what happens. Like to answer what what um, Bart's was saying earlier about you know is this a weak um, run of games? Who cares if now they suddenly believe that they can beat people? They can now beat people. Yeah, like, that's fair. I, I, that's I appreciate fair. we don't we don't like momentum, but confidence is real. Oh yeah, you know from both I like sides. Momentum, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. but it's real from our perspective, from, from the active person's perspective, but it's also real from the perspective of the opposition. That if, if they see that you've won 30 games, even if part of their brain understands that the, t- the teams you've beaten you should beat, they're still, they're still yeah. concerned. That you're- 100%, no, 100% sorry, just- and it, it's affecting the teams above us, clearly, I would suggest. Because yeah. yeah. the, the gap's closing game by game when we have closed um- just on momentum side, just want to clarify the thing I always reject against momentum is the causality. It's the the act of winning causes winning. That's what I always reject about momentum. People say that you know. Yeah, I I would. I don't even know if I would argue. I would. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter 
at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Anyway, let's talk about I this would, game. I would suggest that there is, <laughs> that, that there is a, a sequence. There is a frequency that changes things. I think, I think as a one-off, winning doesn't mean, mean you win the next thing, for sure. But when there's a learned behavior that develops, then, then, then that we, can, we can align that to momentum. Yeah. But when you watch an NFL game, literally, um, in, in like a playoff game, literally they use the word momentum as interchangeable for gaining All and losing the, the ball. Yeah. 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 So you might as well just call the ball momentum. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it in basketball as well. well yeah. Now they've got the momentum. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They have possession of the ball. Yes. Anyway. Right. Anyway. So that's enough nonsense. Right. Let's talk about this game. Um, so, um, well, it's quite quiet for the first 20, 25 minutes. Not much happens other than Leicester to party big chance. Um, everybody's getting very annoyed with the ref more than anything else, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I said to you guys that he was annoying me after seven minutes. It was just... <laughs> seven minutes? <laughs> yeah, he was just... What was kept... the decision in particular that made you really rage? I think it was... Bad made a challenge and I think it was the third, second or third time that he just gave it to them and I was like, he won the, I, just, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, it's going to be one of those nights. But um, yeah, it was only that, then that, that break happened, didn't it? Um, when the uh, plays out to Barnes, Barnes slips in Vardy and, and he pulls off another one-on-one save. A really mm. crucial time. But you're right. But the other thing we were doing, and I think this system allows us to do that, is we... We ch- I, I'm not sure whether we chose or not, but we had sterile possession. But in doing that, you slowed them down. Yeah. So they came out really frantic, got the ref, got the crowd going. They had that chance and they were really, and we just got the ball and just kept it for long. There's periods of time in the, in the waves chart where we were over nearly 15 passes, 15, uh, 15 touches in for a good 10 minute period around that time. So we just, after that initial period, we just kept the ball. And it, it slowly eked out whatever frantic start they had. And then we started to play and we, we got our rewards and we, we got shots off. So I think it's, they were, if they get at home, they're bouncing, they needed to win, all those kind of things went in the way. The ref gave a few decisions, I think, early on that helped them. But I thought it was, I think, uh, Canate blocked a couple of shots uh, from full clearances uh, about 20 minutes. So we, we, I wouldn't, we, but we weren't under massive pressure. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes, they had the ball and they were trying to play at a fast pace, but we weren't under massive pressure. It wasn't all guns to the hole, clearing lines left, right, and centre. I think it just felt like that maybe at the time. But on second watch, it didn't didn't seem like that. But then we didn't. But then as the half wore on, and we we gained more and more uh, relative control. I'd say there was a. Around the goals, we we scored two goals, and then we go for about a twenty minute period where we don't drop below uh, fifteen twenty passes. It's just consistently keep the ball, and I think that complete that sucked the life out of Leicester. Yeah, we had a seventy percent possession for that. Yeah, first half, the first twenty five minutes. So, but you know that's become the norm, really, a seventy percent possession team. But I guess the key here was yes, we conceded one big chance on the break, but it wasn't like continually being opened up nah. when we lost. Previously, in early in the season, we'd have seventy percent possession, and every and time we lost the ball, and every yeah. time we lost the ball in the attacking half, and move broke down, they were just bang. They'd be honest. Is that there only one shot that whole first half? Yeah, I which was, was that by chance? So failed press down that led to that big chance, and. But in fairness to them, it was an absolutely brilliant ball by Madison, who oh yeah, yeah, possibly played it to Barnes, and then he played a lovely weird through ball to Vardy, and it's it, it, 
um, Vardy basically didn't have a chance to get the shot away because Alisson was so quick out. And that was it. Yeah. 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 Um, a one shot at half. Quick um, quick question to you, Si, on just what I just said before, that, you know, in terms of when our moves do break down, um, uh, us versus negative transition has been a theme all season. Anything particular that you like about the WM and, and, and why it's improved us on that regard? I love the space and it gives us it gives us the overload constantly and we've 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 always created that um the M um to shut the door in the uh, and we are currently created created patterns in an attacking sense which cause stress to the opposition so that when they're trying to build it's always an emergency and then we're basically like creating waves they're clearing then Robo, uh, then uh, Trent or Fab are picking the ball up again and again and again, and just building straight away. And we're the the beauty of it is, if one of the centre backs gets the ball, that they can either drive into space. Could you see in Canate or Robo as we discussed earlier, just driving straight into the next layer of space, which commits one of them, and then giving the ball to Trent, and Trent is just picking them apart with. His his passing is just absurd. Every type of pass, every angle. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how. Both feet. Both, both feet. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting close to the point. I appreciate, you know, we're getting to uh, how wonderful this new system is and blah, 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 blah. This system is designed around getting the best of Trent. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing him receive the ball with three people around him, all directions, and he is coming out of the ball like he's Thiago. Like, I'm starting to wonder if we didn't already have the best midfielder in the, in Europe and we've been <laughs> playing him right back. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, but I, I do wonder that. Um, but to answer your question, structurally, we're in better spots. Yeah. Yeah. And then from 26 minutes till half-time, we've got 80% possession, but seven shots yeah. to nil, uh, two goals, and we just run riot. Yeah, exactly what I was saying. We Every time... They tried to clear. We just mopped it up, went back through the two sixes and then created it went wide, come back across, went wide, tried going behind. I mean, have you noticed Fab's getting further forward and playing the little dink balls again? Mm. So he's he's becoming more involved in play. There was he even had shots in this game, he was higher up. So I think having the two in there really helps Fab as well, uh attacking wise to get back on it and influence involved. But I just thought we we went through a period that I think that period just before half time and after where it looked like every time we went forward we could we get a shot away. And that's seemingly what it was, every series of waves of passes, we got a shot, we got a shot, we got a shot. Good good EPV to match that up. I yeah. mean the, the first goal was a peak of EPP uh, EPV, so it was decent. Good little move. Um it's a, a long ball, the first one. Yeah, Ali straight to Diaz, he finds Hendo, finds Mo, who then uh, does that ball he did against Spurs straight yep. to CJ. CJ yep. makes it 1-0. Um, as you said, Rosie, I don't know which one's the better finish, this or the second one. Oh, the timing of this finish was superb, but the ball as well was just... Uh, now, the, let's be that there was a lot of space for him to run into. He was outside the penalty area. He's probably about yeah. 20 metres from yeah. you know from the touchline. And he just runs like it's that beeline. And Mo does... Does Mo see the space? Does he start running to the space and Mo sees that? How, what do we think of the sequence? Well, I've seen what done before, so I think it's... I think it's a pattern play. Yeah. I, mean, I think they know 
there should be a player in that space if I put the ball there. That kind right. of thing. Maybe it's not CJ, but it's like so. Mo knows to play the ball into that zone of the box, that zone and then the and then at the same time, yeah. Jones in this case with gambling. Because you see, Jota's been in there for headers in that same yes, sort of same exactly. sort of area. Exactly. So it's, it's it, this part of the pitch when I've got the ball, the ball has to go into that zone of the pitch, and there should be a player there. If it isn't, then they have done the job right. It's also his energy to get there. Yeah, but that's that's what you get if you play a 20, 20 odd year old in that position, right? He can run, he can do the game, you know, he can do the running. Yeah. yeah. And his timing's perfect because he's he's able, he's tall, he's quick, as I said, it's the 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 mirror image the other side is Endo's trying his best and the rest of it, but because he's a little bit older, he's not quite the timing's not quite there as we've seen in previous games. This game is better, but um yeah, it's not quite the same timing. Uh, yeah, CJ's. This is perfect for him. Good run of form for him. Yeah, uh, Sai, um that second goal. Literally, how long was it? Like one minute, ten seconds later, or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was crazy, wasn't it? Um, ju- just some beautiful fast interplay and the pass to um, Gakpo into Mo, uh, into Mo. The first touch into um, CJ. His Confidence to come inside and unleash—it's phenomenal. This is like that's top draw football, yeah. And it was by design because we tried to do it again a minute later. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, I was quite dismissive of uh, Moore's assist for this second one on the group, and I apologise. I, I thought I, I thought Mo didn't play very well, but he had t- he made two brilliant passes. He actually made three brilliant passes, but Gakpo was wanking. Yeah. <laughs> Set that the chance later on with Gekko. Well, that was it. Like, it's literally after the kickoff for the next goal, yeah. That's yeah. We could get his feet. He, he, was, he was picking out CJ, and, and uh, I, I'm fairly sure in the picture in Mo's mind, he had, and CJ's mind, he had Gakpo going over it. Yeah. yeah. Which would have just left him in a ton of space right in the middle of the goal to slip it in. Yeah, it was, it was a one touch finish moment, and Gakpo took a touch. So, yeah. He had to keep a chance to. To set, um, you you yeah. you you're pretty much um, Curtis Jones' biggest fan, say si, right? Um, you've worked with him a lot for England under twenty ones, and um, did you have you seen that that motion, that touch, turn, and shot kind of technique? Have you seen that in Curtis in training before? I, I reckon if we if we if you guys just went back through our chats in uh through international camps you would hear me talk you would you'd see me talking talking about his attacking talent hmm. yeah yeah like yeah he's just like you watched the, a, a watched very the very game. high quality technical player you watched the france game he scored the flick didn't it between his legs yeah that's that's a te- that's that's not hmm. you know that's someone who's technically very very good with the ball he yeah. is he he like in training he, he is like steve McManaman. that's who the kid was and this version of the of this kid is the is like three years ago. You we we talked about this when it originally started that um, that he'd been when he first got called up. He'd been specifically targeted by Klopp, and his homework was do not like here. Here are four hundred videos of of Ginny keep the ball. Your first thought is don't give the ball away, and um, which space do I have to fill to stop the counter? And he's An optional two years protection. thinking about this, and now he's starting to expand and connect it with his yeah. his natural instincts. So 
the the criticism that he's had is is either early on was that he takes too many risks, but for two years, basically the Liverpool fans, which I find fascinating, the local fans. I don't know if it's local fans or it's just the internet fans. Um, criticising him because he's not good enough because he doesn't do this he doesn't do this he's too safe blah 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 he doesn't hold the ball enough and statistically none of those things are true oh, exactly he is, I, I, it, I mm. just mind-blowing I couldn't ever it didn't ever match the, up with the, the he, side. he became a bit of a light as I can say as my as an observer of the Jones um, uh, bun fight online it's definitely uh uh, a non-scouser versus scouser thing, because he became a figure of fun in that you know it was the, it was always be, he became Curtis Jones la from like, anybody who was not available yeah and it was basically like you know he's there he's only in the team he's only in the squad because he's he's a local lad and he's no in his shit and he's not good enough and and it became almost like a thing you know they started actually taking the piss out of Liverpool fans from Liverpool and uh, yeah right because very... he because he dresses like a scouser yeah. He is the yeah. stereotypical tight one because he is one. Yeah, sure. he's proud of it as well, isn't he? But, yeah, yeah. What I found was a lot of the mocking recently came from the fact that he was out for so long with an with an eye injury that people couldn't understand. It was something to do with his eye on it for a while. That's, that's I think I, I find that generally be what it's their fault. They're injured. That seems to be an online thing. It's not. It's, it's not like their fault. That if you can't, exactly. and that's what I'm saying. It's well, not. it wasn't. It, to be fair, it wasn't non-football related injury, wasn't it? You know. No, no. I mean, generally, people have a go at players. I think. I think. Injury. I think. I think we can all guess why. How he. How he got an eye injury, can't we? <laughs> and a non-football related. He was in training. I thought it happened in training as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it happened in training. Right. The hendo scratched like, his eye. But it was just a reaction to it. Like, that's not a proper injury. What's wrong with you? you don't yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. And I was just, it's just like having had eye problems. I was like, it's pretty important for football or sport. To yeah. have health anyway. Reaction. Yeah, it was, it, it was, def- it was, it was definitely a very divisive pod, right? thing. He keeps, yeah. he, he, he retains possession. Um, at uh, the same rate as Ginny Van Alden, who is famous for it. His possession control is three better than Ginny Van Alden, and he has attacking output. Like, give yeah. this kid a chance. He he since since he came he came back into the team, he has the uh, the most distance covered, he has the most high speed distance covered in the team by miles. He is pressing like a machine, he doesn't give the ball away, and he creates he creates chances and shots. His his progressive meters pass his progressive carrying is higher than Harvey's. Like this is the real deal. I don't yeah. know what um, I don't know what you want. Yeah, to me, to me, one of the most impressive things is you've got the first goal. He's in the box. He's attacked that space. He's found that pass on more. The second goal. He's the furthest forward for more to play pass to. As an eight, a left-sided eight, he picks the ball, picks the ball up on the right side of this penalty spot. For the third goal, again, he's on the penalty spot when we have a counter. It's getting there, and we haven't had the midfielders offering the overload when the defenders are marking our forwards so well. So there's nobody else for us to pass to. Now we've got that guy who's we've got Trent feeding someone, and now we've got the other guy. Who's making the runs into the box and getting? Can I just, um, can I just yeah. give you the full, the full gory details, uh, Rosie? That so, Curtis Jones now has as many goals from midfield as Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Harvey Elliott, 
<laughs> Stefan Bajicic, James Milner, Jordan Henderson, Thiago Alcantara, Fabinho and Naby Keita combined this season. <laughs> that is glory. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, anyway, so Trent's mate from L8, um, as we like, as I want to call him. For, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. That should be on size sheet. Yeah, Trent's mate from Liverpool 8. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. Um, right. Um, anyway, that's enough Curtis Jones propaganda. But, Rosie, let's talk about the press now as well, because... Another theme of the the press in recent collections we 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 talk about we talked about a game last week gay compressing gay compressing we time it within two within two seconds of the team losing the ball yeah. if we if somebody presses we give them a gagan don't we yeah and yet again Curtis Jones four direct possession wins most gagan in the team most he is absolute he's an he's a pest he's an absolute pest. He's a yeah, in the in that in that <laughs> zone between the centre circle and the opposition D, right? As soon as soon as soon as they retain the ball, he's an absolute menace at getting in getting in the faces. And, and he did have a couple of fails and he has had in, in previous games, but it's that it's that commitment to just get there fast. And it takes an, an incredible amount of press resistance from the opposition to stop him. So he's either pushing them back or winning the ball and creating a shot for us. Or causing a turnover um, because of his speed to do it, yeah, and very yeah. high press efficiency always from Curtis in this run as well. Very high, yeah, yeah. And just on the pressing down, the other two I was particularly impressed with is Gakpo's um, volume in this game. So um, 43, 43 yeah. presses. So yeah. it's, and it's a huge gap to the next person, which yeah. Quite surprising. So he was putting in. He was putting in the effort for the second balls. Not. He did have seven high value presses, but to me, it seemed like he was more um, on Ndidi or Samaria yeah. ones off a face or whatever it's called, and and just making them make a decision, which then gave um, Curtis a chance to 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 press. Um, yeah. Quick. And because the system's working better and more in sync, uh, more hundred percent. Efficiency. Yeah. So he's he was always there when he needed to be. Trent with fourteen, I think that's quite high. I know we can't call him a fullback anymore, um, but still. And to me, though, I know we've talked about Curtis and Gakpo. I thought Fabinho, this was his best pressing game I've ever, I've collected this season. Let's say that. Oh really? No. Wow. Because if you have a look at Phil's brilliant viz, uh, yes. his his his. His range of coverage. So he, he's, you've got everybody else's coverage on one of Phil's viz, and it's it's huge. And this is fab of old. Yeah, this is him reading the game, covering when we needed to, um, winning the ball back. I think he created a big chance from a press, which was that after the after the kickoff um, for the Gakpo big chance. Um, it was superb. I've, I've I've collected so many games from as this season where Fab's just been bypassed yes. yeah. because he hasn't because he hasn't got any one near him, and then he's committed or um, he's made a bad decision or he hasn't been physically capable to do it. I'm not sure about that, but in this game he seemed to have all of it. He seemed to have all of his previous qualities. So, so that's all I would give. Just bring Bart in on this one, uh, Bart, because you made some really uh, good observations about some, some some patterns in the um, in the pressing in the WM as well. Yeah, I, I said to 
pre-pod, if you if you look at the Viz, we've, we've chatted before about the left and right in the half spaces, three players yes. coming over to create a zone. But what's now become more apparent is that Fab and Cody are operating almost as sweepers in the centre. So they have a larger zone and the coverage is there, as Rodi just said, but that is there to support where whether the ball's on the left or right. So they're not part of that main first line. And Cody pushes out to the left or right. And then on the right, you've got Mo, Hendo and Trent doing that work in, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, I can't remember. How do you do three triangles combined? I can't really show you. Anyway, you know, on the left hand side, you've got, uh, Robbo, James and Diaz, right? And then, yeah. but then Fab sweeps from behind and Cody pushes around. So they, it's becoming a, a very, very distinct zones now and it's evolved over this seven game period. So, and then Kanate still got his own backing up in the, in the right back zone and, and BVD typically doesn't, doesn't do enough to pick his own up. But it's, and also if you look at the heat map, at the start of this run, we were still having a lot of presses uh, in our half, deep in the right back and left back zones. Now we've gone the certainly last three or four games. We've pushed right back up into the final third. This this one we had a large uh, heat do- uh, dollop on the uh, yeah. their, their right back area, yeah, which maps up with the tree. Just to back up what Rosie said about Cody, he pressed both centre half seventeen times. I mean that's that's a, on yeah. his own. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. a phenomenal amount, and then he's hit uh, Nididi another three. So and Fab hit Nididi four. So yeah, it's and all, really good. And what we said early in the season was we almost abandoned the high press completely um, yeah. because it, it was costing us too much. And you know in that period when we went to the four four two around the Rangers games and that and then yeah. Man City and stuff like that. But like you said, well, that it, when Nunez, Nunez was a headless chicken and yeah, 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 yeah. But lots and lots and lots of good signs as well off the ball there as well. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the second half quickly. Um, oh, sorry, we should have been 3-0 up, I guess, shouldn't we? Um, uh, immediately after the... Um, second goal. We've yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. And then after after half time, um, we, Leicester didn't have another shot in that in that first half. No. Yeah. Nothing uh, from Leicester in that in that first half. Uh, just have a look now. They have a couple of shots in the first ten minutes. I think it's the second half. They do try um, to push more, don't they? Straight after they the try break. and push straight after. But again, I think we dealt with that fairly easily, and and then just did some of that um, sterile. We had we had periods of fifteen passes without really creating a lot of uh, EPV or XT. It's not till we we hit the hour mark just before that that we start getting some more shots off, some more peaks, and start building those waves again in or around the third goal where we're just off the back of our highest peak of passing um, and second highest EPV of the game. Yeah, um, we can argue all day whether it's a free kick or not, but it was at the it, for me that run of we'd created that pressure to create an opportunity to get a chance. Yes, it was sit piece, but it was, that was about right for us to have that period there. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want whenever I want and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN 
makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. That, the two shots we conceded were five percent and a four percent chance from Madison and Brown. So yeah, low, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Although the shot from Barnes was amazing and it was a great save. I think he was offside though. Was it? If it had gone in, do you think it would have been called back? Yeah, they said in commentary that if it had gone in, they reckon it would have been called back. Um, I mean, his uh, second one was offside. I don't know. I, I, I know the nah, team. was that. He was pretty. I thought he was level. I thought it was, um, level. it was, um, it was Evans's back foot rotor yeah. that you couldn't really see because Trent was bang in line with it, but it was Evans's back foot apparently. Yeah. Whereas Barnes was further, apparently on the image, what the TV was showing, it was more atrocious or whatever it is than the, than the CJ one. So yeah. Look, angle's not right, is it? No. Nah. No. So that's, that's what it is, but yeah. On to this third goal. What a beaut. Oh, what a beaut. <laughs> yes. Um, so, can we just say that, um, that Mo Salah did something in this game that he's never done for Liverpool before? Who knew that he really? would bring up his hat-trick of assists with that little <laughs> back-heeled roll, one-yard pass to Trent? But it's so, they all count. Asai will tell us, well, don't they say they all count? But Milner, Milner has the European record by passing the ball to Coutinho to slam it into the halfway line, yeah. <laughs> and as a result, Mo now, now has as many Premier League gold involvements as he did in the title season. Yeah, and he's only yeah. one below 18-19 now as well. Uh, on, in all honesty, I would I would go as far as to say, despite it not being a greater skill than you or I could do, it was actually a very key component of the goal. It would it would have just bl- uh, blasted into one of our lads, which is done twice this season because it didn't get far enough around the wall without doing that. Yeah, Palace away, for example. Yeah, yeah. And so thirty-four. What's he got? Forty-four goal goal involvements done in all comps. Yeah, bloody hell! In the league, it's Brilliant. in the league, it's um, twenty-nine. Yeah, is, isn't he nineteen and ten? He's got he's got he's got ten goals, ten assists for the fourth time in the Premier League. So he got nineteen goals, ten assists now. What's that? And he's, uh, he's a goal away from being the um, the first player to get three twenty and ten. Yeah, that's the one. That's, he's tied on Ray at the moment. That's it with two, two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the start, wasn't it? Yeah. It's too selfish, though. It's too selfish. Yeah, one season wonder. One season wonder. Did you see finished. Duncan? Uh, what's Duncan called from Opta? Oh yeah. Uh, he, he now has more more assists than Eric Cantona. That boiled some piss. Oh, yeah, that, that went out well. That was brilliant. 
I might have to go and find that, retweet that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, fair to say that, yeah, Mo, Mo made a key assist there. So he gets the, he gets the up to credit. But Trent, talk to, how, how, does he, how does he do that? Say. It's just an unbelievable piece of skill. The technical quality in getting the, that amount of power um, and uh, that kind of whip on a ball to just bend in at the last minute. It's unbelievable. Started well outside the frame of the goal, that, that ball. Yeah. yeah. At least a fun, meter. It's just a beautiful thunder bastard. Yeah, it's a, it's a 0.7 to a 0.64. Is it really? Yeah. Six four my ass. That's a that's a no keeper saving that. No, no. They could have had three keepers and he wouldn't have saved it. Oh yeah, it was Ward. Was it Ward? No, it's not. It's, it's not Ward. Is it? No, no, he's, he's, he's not in there. That's a nineties free kick. That's a it's a beautiful thing to see. We don't see him anymore. No. Yeah, G- Gerald esque. Better. I don't think I, I don't think no, no, true. Yeah, yeah. Who was that who played in France? What was his name? Who was um, Juninho? Juninho, Juninho yeah, Juninho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. He is next level. Trent, Trent has a goal every eighteen free kicks, and he has a goal every nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like, Trent there. is legitimately world class at free kicks. People, because eighteen is a lot. It, it feel and it, it it lasts a long period of time. It feels like he's not very good at free kicks because if you see somebody miss something eighteen times over the course of half a season, um, yeah, yeah, it feels it feels longer than it is. But but that's top five in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Ward Prowse is a genuine phenomenon from yes, free kicks as well. Yeah, but he's wank. He's just terrible. Oh, yeah, he's a set piece machine, you know, like a, an NFL kicker or something, yeah? Yeah, like David Beckham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, right, anything else anybody wants to talk about in that second half? Well, you, you highlighted that the Momis was an example of why we can't always assume that um, a big chance is going to score, right? Was it, was it, would you say it was, it's, yeah. a point five, it's a 0.57 miss? Yeah. Um, I think we all thought it was in, wasn't it? As soon as he bent yeah, it around I, the keeper. I, I jumped up. I thought it was into the side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you always, you remember you have to say that, that you know, um, even the best players of all time, like Lionel Messi, miss half their big chances, Ramsey. And, and people say, yeah. oh, you know, you know, that's bollocks, you've got to score that. And then you see, that we need to clip that video. So just remember, players like most Salah miss chances like that from that location with no yeah. pressure. No pressure. It was through ball as well, wasn't it? Was it yeah. through ball? Yeah. It was, it was Gakpo. Yeah. Just to you know, Gak, this was Gakpo's uh, joint second best expected assists. He's had three above 0.5 for us. They've all come in the last month, and his previous best to that was 0.12. So yes. Yeah. He's upped his XA. Um, obviously, it was. So, but has he up to enough? Because we'll be talking more about Kudy Gakko with yes. the other players in a second. Um, yeah. But does anybody have anything else to say about the match? No, he did. Say? No. But I do have another, I do have another uh, Curtis Jones stat for you. Go on, lad. Go on. Right. So, since he made his debut for Liverpool in the Premier League, Right, he has eleven goals and eleven assists in fifty-four games. In the same period of time, from that moment he made his debut, we have uh, Cater, 
has 10 goals, seven assists in uh, in 120 games. We have um, Hendo is 10 goals and 17 assists in 201 games. And Ginny has 14 goals and no assists in 130 games. No so, assists. Zero assists. Yeah, he didn't Fucking have an assist for nearly three seasons. Um, uh, and so it, uh, his goals, his minute, minutes per goal or assist is 200 better than the next nearest uh, midfielder. Impressive. Yeah. So we are going to finish by talking about four players in the WM. We're going to talk about Andy Robertson, uh, Fabinho, Jordan Henderson and Cody Gakpo because we've done a lot of focus on Trent, a lot of focus on Mo, a lot of focus on Allison. you know, other players we talked about as well, uh, like Curtis Jones, for example, lots and lots, lots and lots of CJ content. But um, for the lesser um, the lesser producing players, should we say, in the big run, they're, they're part of a team on a seven-game winning run, but they're a long way behind. You know, the, the, the biggest players. You know, they're you know the biggest players. Trent, Mo, Allison are the ones contributing to the match results, right? I think we can all agree with that. So the question is: these cogs in the wheel, should we call them? How are they? How are they as individuals performing? So Bart and Sai, you both had a look at this. So Bart's going to come to you first. What did you? What did you find? So um, I did. I'll put these in the chat. After did a series of radar plots, just using F brief data. So it's not, you know, I can't comment on the quality data, but it's, it's Opta. So I did basically looking at all the games pre WM and looking at the games from the 9th of April. That's the correct date, isn't it? Don't I think so. Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal. Um, and looking at the effects on a selection of metrics for possession, passing, and defensive. If you just look at possession. The four players that you've highlighted uh, all improved their radar plots post-WM, which we've said, uh, even Jordan. Um, and, but Jordan, before the WM, was having dominance in terms of carries, distance, and um, total carries. Now he has, still has more of those, but he's also done, he's increased his final third carries, he's, he's receiving more progressive passes, he has a total, more total touches and more final third touches, so that's that's changed Jordan's game in terms of possession, which is which is kind of what you'd expect, he's in a higher position in the eight. Robertson, which is what we discussed earlier on, he is receiving less progressive passes, but he's still carrying more, he's got good carrying distance, and his total carries is good, his total touches have increased, um, and his final third touch is still high. So that's comparison just this season, just league games before and after. Hody has a very similar, um, you know how radars work, they have a shape around the metrics. The shape for Cody is the same, it's just a higher volume post-WM. So we've just, the 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 things that Cody was doing more of pre-WM um, is the same post. They are progressive passes received, carries, and penalty box touches is it? Is he probably the and final third touches are the two that have increased the most, but it's still low volumes when you compare to his other forwards. Uh, Fab in terms of possession has improved his carrying distance and his carries and his total touches, which again, if you think about his higher position than what he's doing with the boys, it's synonymous. That's just possession. I won't go any further because Simon had other bits to come on to, but I've got passing defensive as well later on. 
Guy, what did you you had a look at this uh, when you were waiting for your WTA matches to start and all that kind of stuff? What did you find when you were looking at um, these four players? Yeah, I I think we have uh, a couple of changes in um, oh. What four players? Robbo, Cody, Fab, and Hendo. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we'd gone through Hendo already. Um, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, changes in the um, in the areas that they that uh, they impact the game. Um, so, like Robbo, for example, I've been through him before. But um, if you look at things like um, the team's distribution um, of touches. So the percentage of a team's total touches, Robbo's gone up from 7% to, to nearly 11%. So he is more involved in team's possession than he was before. Um, and the same can be said of Fab. Fab's gone up 3% as well. Uh, Hendo is, has gone down t- a tiny bit, but is pretty much 6%. So nothing's really changed with Hendo at all uh, from that perspective of who we're giving the ball to. Um I think like, so you can kind of plot like how the team is progressing their passes and, and uh, you know, that kind of, we've got, um, I, I think Cody, I'm not, I'm not convinced he's doing an awful lot differently um, yeah, before and afterwards. Uh, if we look at um, possession control, um, which is, you know, my thing. Uh, Hendo's Hendo's taking is is less risk averse now, maybe because he's a little bit higher. So so there is uh, less risk with him taking risks higher up the pitch, and it gives a chance to get press if he does lose the ball in the right areas. So uh, his possession control has gone down by two. Um, at the same time as um, uh, Cody's is is. It was six and it's uh, minus six and it's still minus six. Um, interestingly, I think that Fabs has gone down a little bit too. So Fab has even introduced a little bit of risk into his game where, whereby we haven't talked about, but we're not talking in this context. Trent's has gone up. Trent's, Trent's being safer with possession or he has take, it's, it's harder to intercept Trent's passes when they're not as long. But that's where I would attribute that to, um, and he's also winning the ball, ball back much higher, uh, much more often than than he was before, as a greater percentage um, of his total touches come from um, uh, winning possession. And Hendo's exactly the same; he's at eleven percent. But um, Robbo's has gone down from nearly eleven percent to six percent, so he's getting the ball given to him uh, in a, a volume that he's never done before, which. I, I think it's interesting. His total and his total distance involved in a game has gone up from 650 to, to nearly 1200 meters a game um, with the ball. So he's getting to to be the uh, be a big progressor. And the percent percentage of his progressive uh, percentage of his passes that are progressive have gone up from 3.9 to 9.3. Yeah, I was going to say it's quite a significant number. That if you look at when you look at the radar for Robbo. On the passing, the, the two points I just made there, the progressive pass radar is the red is kind of pre WM is, is is very very small, whereas the blue is post WM is, is extremely high. It's like a point now. Uh, and final third passes has increased as well dramatically since they changed the WM. 
Um, so yeah, and the other thing to note, I think just to back up what I was saying as well, is that Hendo's playing more progressive passes and more key passes, which is the risky ones, right, sir? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Fabs as well, again, he's made making more final third passes since the WM than he was before. Um, interestingly, none of them have moved the dial much on XT or XA, bar Cody, which is what Rosie just said as well in this previous game. So they're all in the lowest uh, regions of a, of a radar bar. Cody has, has increased his, not by much. I mean, so, nowhere near. Trent but that, that, that tallies with kind of what we've been saying is that exactly, it's yeah. just Trent and Mo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think, Trent's I think some, some of the other underlying stuff we've talked about in the past uh, with actually chain, actually build up, that kind of stuff, that um, that Fab's touches have, have uh, gone have gone down whilst because there are other players around, but um, the actually build up has gone up twenty, nearly thirty percent, um, and Cody's build up has has gone up three hundred percent, only at point three six, which is point uh, three four is is uh, peak Bobby uh, actually build up. So like he's in a he's in you know a bit of a a period now where of success where we've got a lot of the ball so all our numbers are going to be inflated a little bit but um but that's significant and robbo's is up from 0.17 to 0.42 yeah. just to back yeah. up also some of a size uh, possession stat is the the tackles Trent's making are in he's increased his attacking third Tackles. I know we hate tackles as a stat, but it adds to that that possession control. Same as um Well if we turn it into if we turn it into pressures and pressings as well, then you know a lot of the you know a lot of those kind feeds of, in, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and, and Hendo's are, he's making more tackles in the mid thirds and higher. So they kind of it all kind of feeds into that slight change in their game. Babs just increases defensive output all over. Okay. Uh, the only one that's lower is defensive third tackles is is decreased since we've moved to WM. Okay, so really, really good stuff there. Oh, almost exclusively positive there on the on the possession yeah. and yeah. on the on, on the passing side of things from all the players. But again, again, the, the cog thing isn't it, Dan? Cog in a wheel, yeah. You, 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 do yeah. Have, you do have players who have to be those cogs. Um, yeah. If you've got that structure and organisation and in syncness with your players, who can then give Trent and more the ball. So, <laughs> The only, the only thing, yeah, the only thing I wanted to to, to add to this mix was, um, at what point um, do we need to talk about production, uh, specifically with two players who are playing in the front five rather than the back five? So Jordan Henderson and Cody Gakpo, um, Bartson side. What, what, at what point do we need to say, look, guys, yeah, well, team's doing well. You, you, you're doing okay as individuals. You need to produce more. Something more tangible in in output. I I think that's that's a question for post. I really do think that's a. I would suggest the team have already looked at that, considering the links to players. I would suggest yeah. they're looking at having a more productive eight, another more productive eight. Because CJ for me is the model of what you want for that. Eight yeah. Now. So you need, for me, you need another one. You've got on the, the other side. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't want to be harsh, but he's got zero goals and two assists all season. Yeah, it, it, it's so, a McAllister who's 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 uh, offensive numbers are whoever it might be. 
I think it, you know, the the, the golden goose is, is June, June, isn't it? Or McAllister or or Mount, whatever you want. But they're hmm. they're players that for me seemingly would give it potentially give more output in that area. Um, but aside, so Henner's doing the, the physicality side that he needs for that. Game. Yeah. But Cody, I think we can potentially. Carries harsh because I think his off-ball work, as we've seen and Rosie's highlighted in this game, has improved so much, and he's a he's a so key pressure. You say him, say Cody's going to be Stefan Givash for us. Is it is it Dan? Is it not? Because if you look at Bobby, it could be Bobby. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, well, that's a bit of an insult to Bobby, to be honest. No, no, I know. Before we go to Cody, mate, just to, let's stick on Hendo, right? Um, yeah. So. We See, had a fun debate, didn't we, in the group? Where <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not revisit that. Right? I was confused the hell out of me. No, no, no. Say, say, you know, he's got, you know, you, 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 took, you, you picked him up for his, his physical work, his running there as well. Um, but he, you he say he's got zero goals a season and he's, he's at 0.09 XG per game, even in the WM, 0.06 on the season and um, 0.15 expected assists. So... It's there's there's not much end product there, is there? No, but it, if you're if you're going to give me a, cra- a crash test dummy that allows Mo Salah to be Mo Salah, Mate. like the combined <laughs> output of the right side eight and then the right forward, if they combine to do the thing that Mo's doing on his own, fucking sign me up every time. Right, How so, many so, goals do we need to score? So, so as long as Henry can be a cog in a wheel and not get in Salah's way, you can live with it. As long as he isn't causing the problem. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Which is what he was doing start of the season. He was getting in the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And, and, and Trent as well. And by that, by that passage as well, yeah. 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 On that point, yeah. Dan, I think you were spot on with your assessment pre the change in formation because his um his radar on phil's um brilliant analysis is you can barely see it it's like yeah. it's like seven dots just joined together it looks like one dot um it's because he tried 16 passes in a whole game exactly i get that but if you look at the improvement since is what we're discussing then it is an improvement and like i just said three out of his three out of the seven games he's had um, more than 0.5 XA. Um, so again, that's an improvement. And he, in his work off the ball, is excellent. Now, does he need to have more production? Yes. Does he need to so, get off more in the past? So, yes. Do you, do you want to? Do, do you want to? Do you want some context, Percy? Because what, so what my oh, contribution? My, yeah, contrib- my contribution oh, to this was looking what at Cody. Was about Cody in before the WM. Cody in the WM, and then Cody compared to Bobby Firmino in 2015-16. And let's be clear, this system now with the WM is light years better than what Bobby was playing in in 15-16, isn't it? For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. right, um, before the WM, Cody was at 2.4 minutes per touch. It's improved to two minutes per touch um, in the WM. Do you know what Bobby was at in 15-16? 1.8? 1.3. Minutes, oh, but so, so forty nice. percent more involved in terms of total touches, Bobby. That that's versus Cody. In minutes per pass received, right? Co- Cody before the WM was four point one minutes per minutes per pass received. In the WM, three point two minutes per pass received. Do you know what Bobby was? 
Two. Two. Yeah, I was going to say two. Exactly right. 2.1. So, again, he's 40% more involved in terms of receiving passes than Cody is, even in the WM. Um, minutes per goal. Um, it, it, you know, Cody actually scored more minutes per goal, you know, but these are small samples now, you know, so they, on that side. Minutes per shot, though, more importantly, before WN, 36 minutes, every 36 minutes. So in, in the WN, every 42 minutes, and Bobby was every 32 minutes in that first season. So Bobby was shooting more. But the big one, chances created. Now, you referenced this already, Rose. The, his improvement in his output has been significant, right? So um, he's gone from every 108 minutes chance created to what, 49 minutes in the WM. But do you know what Bobby was in 1516? 35. Yeah. Good guess. 42 minutes. So he's getting... So, yeah. So, boldly speaking, Cody overall is 2.4 shots per 90 minutes. Bobby in 1516 was 2.9. Key passes per 90. Cody overall is 1.3. Bobby is 2.2. And his goal involvement, ultimately the ultimate production, what you want from from your number nine... Um, Bobby was every 117 minutes, goal assist every 117 minutes. So he had 10 goals and seven assists in just a shade under 2,000 minutes. And Cody is every 167 minutes. Mm. So he's got six goals and two assists in 1,400 minutes. Yeah, needs to improve. I, I think I think getting him on the ball more needs to improve. But I, I, what I wondered, have you done a... Did a comparison with his um, off-ball and pressing. Yeah, we did that, actually. I remember, we, 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 was it the one you missed? Yeah, you did it. You, you, you put it in a pack in uh, in the chat on Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did it. And it, it's very, very close. Um, in fact, I think I put it out on the Twitter account, to be fair. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah, and he is getting very, he's very, very close to Bobby's first season in terms of his pressing volume. His pressing efficiency, he's like one percentage difference on the below on the pressage efficiency. He's one possession win per ninety down, and but the volume is very similar. But you so, know that's yeah. that's the key to getting in the side, right? Klopp said yeah. that. So he's doing the bit that gets him in the side. It's now can he do the next bit? Yeah, which is the on ball. I agree. Because this team functions better with Cody in the nine. At yeah, the no question. No question. So it's a question of. Um, can he? I think we can kind of rule out him ever becoming Bobby Firmino, right? But then, is he Bobby Light or is he Bobby Light Light or is he Bobby Light Light Light? And then, how how far below Bobby is he? I think is the is, is the question going to be? Or is he just I, a bonus? Like signing him means that he he could be Bobby, but um, the initial signs aren't as promising. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, what did Bobby do in his, you know, um, six, seventeen, eighteen? Wasn't it something like thirty-seven goal involvements or something? Yeah, that's what we need. Thirty-seven goal involvements and probably thirty-five presses a game with ten high values. So, I suppose so Bobby was Bobby was three years older at that stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. four years older. Yeah, so but Bobby was one year older when he in his in his debut season than Cody is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was playing in the worst team. I suppose the only thing to look at, Darf, is we've we've already said we've moved these metrics now towards some of the league, league winning metrics, right? So, yeah. what do we need production out of the front three as a yeah, unit? Totality of the front the three, totality. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because then, if if <coughs> yeah, you look at that and you say, yeah, if if the other two, as Sai said, if, if Mo goes supernova, we create we create a system that he goes supernova back to title winning, so or better than that. And Diaz can refine whatever he 
seems to be inconsistent at the moment. It's, 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 it's understandable. Oh, then maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe you don't need Cody doing that. Yeah, I, I'm just. It'd be nice, right? I don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Cody become Bobby, uh, become Bobby Mark too. But it, it's like the totality of that front three. Yeah, as long as that's in line with title winning form, we'll be fine. Or like you said as well, I mean, we're saying, well, you know, ultimately you're probably going to, you're going to get, you're definitely going to get more production out of Jota in the nine than Gakpo yeah, in the yeah. nine. But you could play that. Cody in, in the in the right in the eight. Right eight. Yeah. Which I said in the chat, didn't I? Which yeah. we haven't yet seen yet. I don't think we've seen that yet. We've... One game against Brentford. Right. Which two. wasn't really the right team. Two, to do two games? Yeah. What was the other one? Did he... Was Jota down the middle for the other one time? Uh, yeah. No, it was Nunes uh, was down the middle. He's played right down twice. Yeah, but Nunes was down the middle for that one, I think. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Jota was left for one, yeah. yeah. What worried me in those two games was, again, his lack of his lack of passes received and passes given, and he, he just needs to get on the ball more. He just needs to be, inv- uh, yeah, be involved yeah. more. He needs to be involved yeah, more in more, yes. Yeah. But but like Zay said, if he's, if he's not getting involved in creating space for more, then fair enough, we'll take that. But but Bobby used to not... But you, Bobby used to get involved... On and off the ball, and more was still involved. So, yeah, yeah. where's yeah. you know where is is what's all payoff there? So it's just it's just a developing thing, and and obviously we're going to keep analysing it, and obviously you're not going to get better contacts and contacts. This is this is where it comes back to your first question, Darth. Okay, has this tactics been implemented, or is it a flip of the switch? Right. Mm. So to get to work out with a young player to work be in the right position to receive the ball, that will take in my opinion, a sustained period of training to work with him, i.e. pre-season. So if we're going to go forward, we've got a pre-season, we're now not going and we've got a full camp before we do any friendly. It's just been announced today, haven't they? That is the ideal time to hone where he needs to be to receive that ball off his off his teammates and hone those patterns. Because you've got to remember, he came in mid-season. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult to pick up. I think both sides of the game mid-season. He's yeah. done the, the part we needed to, him to do to get us to this point, which is off the ball. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Can I, yeah. can I add two oh, points we'll on one game than we did on a double header. Yeah. <laughs> this is more interesting, though. It is absolutely more interesting. Sai, go on. That's I, what I reckon... I, I think a couple of things. One is that we're comparing to Bobby, who has a level of fantasy that like you just don't see. So it's, unf- it's the comparison is obvious, but it's unfair. Um, and I think he is pretty, he's probably about 80 or 90% of bad Bobby right now. And bad Bobby, I, I, I bad think Bobby. <laughs> bad Bobby, like we were, we were one of the most successful sides in history with bad Bobby playing most of the time. Like he peaked yeah. four years ago, five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's fine. We absolutely can. And also um, in defense of Paul Mo from Bart, if, if uh, Mo goes supernova, Mo, Mo has 15 goals and 10 assists in the last 20 games. No, I mean, sorry. I meant if he, next season, if he goes, yeah, I mean, that, yeah you I mean, mean you mean if he tries to, do, you mean if he tries to get close to, you know, 17, 18 season? Yeah. That's what I mean. Cause we were comparing, we're looking at that, uh, that period of time with Bobby. That's what I was saying. So, he's, been yeah, he's been supernova is what Sai's saying recently. Yeah, he's phenomenal and he's brilliant. Bro. You know that. We need him to carry this on to win title. Yeah. All right. That has been 
your Under Pressure podcast for this week. We will be back after the Aston Villa game. And who knows, there may be a top four decider on the last weekend of the season. Until then. 37% down. That's basically a certain. Well, let's wait to see the, the other the games and hands have been played and then we'll just see. <laughs> yeah. And we will talk about that more next week. Until then, up the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.